This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowley Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Esler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'm your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck. You want to find me on Twitter, it's at Rowdy underscore Razor. Joined, as always, by Dave Esler, professional sports better. You want to find him on Twitter, it's at Dave underscore Esler, or his actual work at pregame.com. Dave, a little month in review. So we are now through two official months in the Major League Baseball Marathon and we currently are a couple games over 500 for our final record. And we have a up slightly when it comes to the money amount. So, uh, so far, I'm happy with what we've done. I think overall the content has been solid, even though the record might not as be as good as the content. Yeah, I mean, we're up and, you know, we're doing a lot of this stuff as we've talked before on the fact that, you know, some of it's for tomorrow uh, and there's variables that we, we don't really know between now and then. So. You know, if we're over 500 and we're up um, in what we would call official picks, I'm pretty happy with that. And, and I haven't tracked it, but I would say most of the other content that we've given out, I would say is probably even better if you were to use it as a winning percentage, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's a sixth sense. And when you've been doing this as long as I have, you know, and, and I feel like I feel like we've put out good stuff. So like just an example there, Dave, if you go back and look at our last podcast that we put out last week. We went one and two on our official picks, but we absolutely nailed the Blue Jays game where not only did we get the first five right, we got the game right. And we had a, I believe it was you that gave out Bo Bichette for a home run prop. Like we pretty much hit every single angle of that game yeah. and hit all three. Yeah, that was, that was like a, that was like a plus 650 or something like that. So yeah, I was, I, 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 Actually, I neglected to bet that myself, but yes. And that's one where it's like, well, that wasn't one of our best bets, and that wasn't anything that we grade, yet we went like 3-0 and on that one game in particular. And then yeah, and the yeah. final so, plays, you know, we too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You brought up a good point. I have a lot of clients that will say, you know, you know, why do you, why do you bet a total and a side in the same game? Well, for me, I mean, I give you that Blue Jays game as an example. Um, if you think you know how the game's going to be played out, you should know both sides. And that Blue Jays game was a classic example, you know, when you when you see it that clearly, um, as opposed to, you know, some people just don't like to bet because it's not fun to watch when you're going, oh, score, but not too much or, you know, that type of thing. But I think if you if you've been doing this long enough and you see the picture clearly, then you bet everything you think you have an edge on. Just looking at our upcoming games here, Dave, we're doing it a little bit differently today. So we are going to talk about Major League Baseball today as we record on June 1st. We're going to talk about a couple games. Then we're going to give out more games for tomorrow, which would be Friday, June 2nd. We're also going to talk about the NBA Finals, which is tonight, and some football stuff moving forward. So let's jump right into our Major League Baseball Uh Again, recording here on Thursday, June 1st, these first two games we talk about are going to be for tonight. So the very first game that I want to talk about, it's actually the Cincinnati Reds going to Boston to take on the Red Sox. This is a 6-10 central time first pitch. Hunter Green on the mound for the Reds. Chris Sale on the mound for the Red Sox. Yeah, I like this game quite a bit. I mean, the last two nights, these guys have played fairly high scoring games and 
You know, last night's game landed nine, but it was three, one after five. And Lonnie Paxton, who's another lefty as sale is he struck out eight and in five innings. And even Luke Weaver struck out five Red Sox guys in five innings, you know, and green had a tough may. I would grant you that. Uh, and he's hit or miss, but two of those three beatings were uh, in the tiny home park that he plays in. And the third was uh, uh, in Colorado, which is worse. Now I know Fenway is not a pitcher's park and it is a little windy tonight blowing in the wrong direction for unders, but um, with no exposure, I don't expect Boston to tee off on him. And I totally trust sale to keep things under control. So I, I really like the first five under. Uh, and if you want to take that one step further, the Reds run line might be a sharp bet. I mean, they do fare pretty well against left-handed pitchers and they're kind of the hot team, but if I'm betting it, uh, Red Sox and Reds first five under, and I got it at five. Yeah. I actually looked at this game and I, I kind of have a combination of both of the ways that you lean. I looked at this game kind of the same way. Hunter Green overall outside of a couple starts has been decent. He's actually been better on the road, which makes sense because he's not playing in the little band box that is Great American Ballpark every single day on the road. And Chris Sale, I thought, could be a big-time fade candidate at the beginning of the year. He's actually been pretty decent, and especially as of late. I actually looked at this game and had it written down as Cincinnati in the first five on the run line plus that half a run, it was roughly right around even money at plus 100. So uh, I thought there was some value with that. Yeah, yeah, there is definitely. And I would love it to be nothing and nothing. But uh, I, I, and I don't know why I didn't do that. I was looking more at the full game uh, run line, but you make, you make a lot of sense. And I guess if we see the game good, we'll look at it like the Blue Jays game we were just talking about. We'll just bet all three. Well, doesn't it feel <laughs> like, Dave, with the Red Sox yeah. and the Cincinnati bullpen, they can look really good some days. Maybe that's when they have all of the, you know, the the bullets in the gun. And other days, it's like both bullpens can get absolutely destroyed, probably when they have their lesser relievers out there. Yeah, and one of the reasons I went first five for the total, I mean, I think the game total is actually trending up last I looked, but one of the reasons I went first five under is I did want to take the bullpens out because both pens have been used up quite a bit the last two nights. And against each other so there's some familiarity even with the relief pitchers so i just wanted to take that out of the equation which probably makes more sense for your first five bet but i don't think we're going to see a lot of runs there at least early yeah so then just to recap there dave likes the first five under for the boston cincinnati game and also is looking at the cincinnati run line and mine was kind of a combination of the two cincinnati run line in the first five innings plus that half a run Dave looking at our second game tonight it's actually a 640 central time first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins you have uh, you're gonna have to help me with this one I know he's a rookie is it uh Bibby or Bibby we'll, we'll go with we'll, we'll go with Bibby <laughs> sure Bibby I I've seen him before I just don't exactly know how to say his name Bibby on the mound for the Guardians Pablo Lopez on the mound for Minnesota uh, this one, uh, Dave, I actually gave this out on the morning show. I actually went with the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins under in the first five innings here. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised to see that really Bibby hasn't faced the Twins yet and, and Lopez hasn't faced Cleveland yet. You know, they are in the same division, but you know, here we are in, in June. But, you know, obviously Lopez has been the name pitcher and he has the contract to back it up, actually. Uh, but he's been very pedestrian this year. 
little unexpected. Uh, and Bybee's been borderline elite. I mean, he's only giving up, I think, more than two uh, once in six starts. And, you know, you throw in what the Cleveland bullpen has done recently, which they've been lights out. Uh, I really like them here, uh, especially adding the Twins are traveling back home after playing on the road last night. I actually like the Guardians at plus money for the game. Yeah, I looked at this one, and I said I gave the under in the first five already out. And the, how I got there was, uh, you know, you have Bibby. He hasn't seen Minnesota. You mentioned that. Lopez, he's new to the division coming from Miami. He hasn't seen uh, Cleveland yet. Cleveland has been a pretty poor hitting team this year, and Minnesota's pretty middle of the road. I just thought lack of familiarity and really lack of production really from both teams – I looked at the first five. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't disagree with you at all. I, I don't know that I would bet the under, but by default I would because I could never get to the over. But I think if I like the under, I would probably be more uh, willing to bet Cleveland in the first five knowing it's going to be low scoring and I'm getting plus money. Yeah, I thought about that. But, you know, the Cleveland bullpen, I mean, they got an ERA under one and a whip of like, Point six in the last week or so. So that's one where I don't mind leaving the bullpens in, assuming we get the same Cleveland bullpen we've been getting lately. Now that'll conclude the two games that we like for June 1st. So we're, we're going to get this podcast out probably by about three o'clock. You'll have three, three and a half hours for those two games. Now looking at the June 2nd Major League Baseball slate that we're going to go through. Very first game here, Dave, we're actually going to take a look at the uh, St. Louis Cardinals traveling to Pittsburgh, 6.05 Central Time first pitch. Jack Flaherty on the mound for the Cardinals. You have Ronzi Contreras on the mound for the Pirates. Uh, what are you thinking on this one? Because uh, this one I, I stared at for a while. Oh, really? Well, I, I didn't have too much trouble with it. I mean, look at the Cardinals, and, and uh, they, they started off like shit, and they've had a slight resurgence, but they're still seven games under five hundred. They've lost five of nine, and they have serious bullpen problems right now, which really isn't a new issue. It's just a bigger issue. And, you know, Flaherty's always been worse on the road, uh, and basically he's been worse everywhere this season. And, uh, you know, I won't bore you with the stats, but, you know, then you look at Pittsburgh, and, you know, they're still only a game behind the Brewers. They're rested. They had a a coast-to-coast travel, but they had a day off, and they took two or three from the Giants. And – they actually have a solid pen over the last couple of weeks. So for me, this was an easy call. I, mean, I like the Pirates here quite a bit. Uh, I probably could get to the over as well, but I do like the Pirates and there'd be no talking me off that wedge. So I actually wrote down uh, the Cardinals and the Pirates first five over. And the, how I finally got to the over, I, I really didn't feel like I had much of an edge on a lot of the angles that I was looking at. But then finally it was, well, do I really believe in Contreras, whose numbers were much better in April than they were in May? And May feels like he was reverting back to the mean. And kind of like you mentioned, Flaherty isn't the greatest on the road. And it's not like he's been that great this year. There's been some big clunker starts. It's interdivision. Pirates team is a team that somehow continues to score runs when it feels like it shouldn't be that great of an offense. Then on the flip side, you have the Cardinals, who is a really good offense. Their pitching just stinks. And you mentioned the bullpen. I ended up uh, going with the. I ended up going with the first five over, but I could definitely see your full game over as well. Yeah, I mean we're not looking at Cy Young back there in the back end for either teams, but you know even if Flaherty is half decent, the bullpen is is crap. I mean he'd have to go seven innings for me to 
if I was if I was going to bet the Cardinals, which I said I couldn't be talked off that ledge of Pittsburgh, um, you would have to guarantee me that uh, Flaherty would pitch seven innings, and I don't think you're willing to do that. Yeah, and I think that our over would be shot if Flaherty pitched seven. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So looking at the next game we're going to talk about, it's actually a 9-10 central time first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Luis Severino on the mound for the Yankees, Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. And you know what, Dave? This is what I got to. The New York Yankees for the full game on the money line at plus money. Clayton Kershaw been a little off in the month of uh, month of May, and Yankees are all right when it comes to hitting lefties. And the Yankees' offense, ever since Aaron Judge has come back, seems like it's kind of starting to to pick up the pace, starting to swing the bat better. And I really just I trust the New York Yankees bullpen a hell of a lot more than the the Dodgers, which is just not a very good bullpen. I'd take the Yankees for the full game on the money line. Yeah, I'm probably with you. I mean, the Yankees, they scored like 30 runs in three games in Seattle, like 10 each game. So it wasn't like a, a 20 and a couple of fives. Uh, and then Kirby shut him down in that last game of that Seattle series. And, you know, they had a day off, and I, I wondered, okay, the Kirby shut down and the day off, I wondered if that offensive momentum will slow. So I was, I was a little skeptical. And you said Kershaw. I mean, he's been pretty pretty mortal the last couple of starts. Both of them on the road. You know, at home he's been ridiculously good. But I looked a little deeper, and it's pretty much against weaker teams that he's looked pretty mortal. Um, the Yankees had a recent pen advantage, so I agree. I I, I don't love it, uh, but I can actually see New York winning this game. So although it won't be a best bet, I'm definitely with you on the Yankees. Yeah, and the Yankees, uh, Severino's thrown over 11 innings this year because he he did start the season late due to injury. He's given up just two runs. And to your point with Kershaw, it's still early in the year where I, I wonder if Dave Roberts, if there is an opportunity to get him out, would pull him early. And there's been just some off-the-field stuff with Kershaw here lately in the news where maybe his mind's not 100% on the game. I, I like the Yankees' money line. Now, I might consider this for a pick. Well, I'll, I'll give you another 15 or 20 minutes to do that. All right, next game, we're going to go to a 6-10 central time first pitch. Blue Jays taking on the New York Mets. We have Chris Bassett on the mound for the Blue Jays. Justin Verlander for the Mets. I got a couple of ideas for this game, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure what I would find there. I mean, you have your – when you initially look at a game, you're like, okay, Bassett, okay, Verlander, I know what I'm getting. But I'm not sure you do. I don't. I mean – you know, Verlander has been hard, hard, uh, like only twice. But, you know, once was at Colorado in the tiny house and once against the Rays, who, you know, they're another AL East team that can hit uh, and does have exposure, as as the Blue Jays do, with obviously Verlander spending most of his career in the AL. I mean, Bassett, to me, um, he looks, and, and I think we talked about him last Thursday, you know, he looks as if he's in reg- regression to the mean mode. So I think the best bet right now is the first five over. Uh, because of the aforementioned and the fact that we don't know bullpens because these two do play today being Thursday. Um, And I think because it's Justin Verlander, who everybody puts as, you know, the guy that won the Cy Young and he's having that kind of year and he's really not yet. uh, And Bassett, who had been um, great, but if he continues pitching the way he has been lately, you know, he could be an existential threat to his own career. So I would think we would get an extra half run in that total. So I like the first five over, uh, and if the bullpens get used up tonight, I'll I'll probably look at the full game over 
um, barring the wind blowing in at 30. Yeah, Dave, I think uh, my bet for this game is kind of going to coincide with yours. So I looked at it. Yeah, Verlander's been up and down, but you mentioned you can factor out, well, he pitched in Colorado and got hit. He pitched against the technically the best offense in baseball against the Rays so far this year, got hit, was pretty darn good against everyone else. Well, then Chris Bassett historically has been much worse on the road, and the Mets have already seen him this year. They saw him once, and I like that you said that uh, you were looking kind of at the over because I think my best bet for this pod might be this one. It's the New York Mets team total over, and it'll probably be somewhere I would be guessing around four and a half. And the reason why I like the Mets team total over is they've seen Bassett this year. Bassett is worse on the road historically, and both of these teams play the night before. Thus, I know that that Blue Jays bullpen, which has been a little shaky, could be a little used up here. I like the the Mets team total over, and I think I'm going to use that as my best bet. Okay. You think you are or you are? I, I'll decide at the end of the pod, but I think as of right now. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Now, I think I could be talked into liking the New York Mets in the first five innings. Take the bullpens out. We can chalk up Verlander's bad performances for you know a number of different reasons. And then you mentioned how Bassett seems to be fading a little bit here. Um, do do I have to give you my best bet for the podcast right now, or do I have five or ten minutes to think about? Oh, no, you it got too? five or ten minutes. We still got one more game to go through. All right, all right. Final game for this Major League Baseball slate. We're going to be looking at the Milwaukee Brewers traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Reds. Four ten Central Time, first pitch on a Friday. <laughs> This is an Apple TV Plus, so yet again, I won't be able to watch it. Um, Corbin Burns on the mound for the Brewers. Brandon Williamson on the mound for the Reds. Uh, what do you yep. think of this one, Dave? Well, you know, I always try to throw in Brewers games uh, and NL Central games a little bit for your, for your, for your Wisconsin listeners. Okay, and I'm going to leave most of this to you uh, because that's Look, what Now I you're putting pressure Brewers. on me, Dave. In the month well, of you know, April, I, I couldn't get the Brewer games right if I tried. The month of April, I couldn't get them wrong. Well, you know that you know, if we're doing the if we're doing the regression zigzag theory, June will be good for you. Um, I actually, you know, Williamson is left-handed and he is three and zero, but um, he's had great run support and he's needed it. I mean, he could be the left-handed pitcher that Milwaukee ordered since he's actually more of a pitch-to-contact type guy. Um, Burns's best games really uh, have come against Kansas City. Uh, I want to say the 49ers, the Giants, San Francisco, and Arizona, and they're all kind of lighter-hitting teams. Um, the Reds have been hitting, and, and, of course, they do know Burns. So I could actually be convinced to take the Reds' run line and the over, perhaps. But I'm I'm not going to underscore anything until you tell me all about your Brewer's prowess. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't, this one I didn't have a great feel for. Corbin Burns, you know, outside of his first couple starts, has been pitching better, but he hasn't been Corbin Burns of 2020, 2021, or even of 2022. Now, Brandon Williamson on the other end, he, d- he does throw with his left hand. The Brewers have stunk against lefties. I don't know how many times we've talked about that on this podcast but they have found ways to win games here and there against lefties. I don't know. I looked at this game, and just because Corbin Burns, it's interdivision. I know he's had success against Cincinnati. It's interdivision. I looked at this and said maybe I could see this game going over, but also I kind of leaned 
towards Cincinnati on the on the uh, run line in the first five. Just knowing that the Brewers hadn't seen Williamson before, he is a lefty. Maybe that gives him a time or two through the order with much, uh, you know, with much effort. And then Burns has been touched up here and there. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that we're gonna get some decent plus money on that run line, especially because the Brewers are a minus one seventy five favorite at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's keeping me from saying I am definitely going to bet this is, is, you know, when we talked about it earlier, the Reds play in Boston tonight. So it's not an ideal spot for them. But more importantly, I don't know what their bullpen's going to going to be doing tonight. Um, I suspect with Hunter Green, he probably won't go more than five tonight. So I, I would think the over would be in play. Um, but, you know, it's certainly I don't think I could ever bet an under. I mean, betting unders in Cincinnati is always difficult. But, you know, half of them do stay under. I just think this may not be one of them. So I'm looking at the weather here in Cincinnati for the game. It's supposed to be 91, but the wind is blowing in around seven miles an hour. But uh, nah, that wind, the wind won't bother me with that, with that kind of temperature. And if the humidity is up at all, the ball is going to – seven miles an hour won't stop a wiffle ball there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one where – I, I don't have a great feel for the Brewers. My my big Brewers assessment is, one, the team has not hit very well this year, and two, I think pretty much everyone's been hurt. So there's your Brewer summary. Fair enough. Now, Dave, uh, I think we should pick our best bets here. I'm going to go with right. the Major League Baseball slate. I'm going to go with the New York Mets team total on Friday over. Okay. That'll be my um, best bet. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you two because I'm not, not scared. Um, and they're both going to be tonight. I, I like the Red Sox um, under in the first five innings tonight. And I like the Indians at plus money at Minnesota tonight. So there's two early winners going into Friday for you. There you go. Dave coming with two on a Thursday. Man, this hey. guy says that he wants to start doing games Thursday, Friday, and beyond. And then he just pulls out the, I got both my best bets tonight. Well, you know, I'm I'm actually on vacation and I'm a little out of town and I'm at, I'm at the beach and I just had a massage, so I'm feeling pretty frisky. Well, you know, normally when you I'm you sorry start, you I'm sorry you live in Wisconsin. Yeah, normally when you start bragging, I say, well, you know, it's like 45 degrees here. It's kind of rainy slash snowing, but actually, it's it was 90 degrees today. So not quite wow. the massage in the tropical, I guess, uh, area, but it, it is hot today. Well, maybe when I retweet this, I'll put a I'll put a picture of current situation for you. All it's right. almost it's almost embarrassing. So so Dave, I wanted to talk about this because obviously the NBA finals officially starts tonight. We got the Miami Heat, we got the Denver Nuggets, game one in Denver. Nuggets favored by nine, total of two nineteen. I'm looking at the series prices here, and uh, man, Denver is a heavy favorite. It looks right around minus 400 uh, to win the series. Anything you were looking at for this? Because I have a theory that I want to get your uh, thoughts on. You know, I, I don't have a huge thing. I mean, I, I took the heat a while back just for um, because it was a good value bet when they were they were playing Boston and and they were still like plus 400 to win the whole thing. So, you know, I got some, I got some equity in that ticket, but as far as this first game goes, you know, I don't know that I can bet against Miami. I mean, you know, if you look back, 
they beat the Bucks. Okay, well, maybe that was the outlier. Well, no, because they just beat Boston, um, you know, the two best teams in the East. So, I mean, how can they be getting nine points tonight? I mean, I guess people are just think they're still betting on the, on the, the heat crash to come. And I don't like to bet on the do theory. So if you made me, I would bet on the uh, Miami Heat and I lean to the over. But as far as the series goes, I'm done. And I think I got Jamal Murray at 17 to one to win the MVP. Yeah. So I just, I just grabbed what the uh, prices are currently, man, that nuggets. I looked at the nuggets uh, series price a couple days ago. It was minus 400. I lied. It's now minus 460 kickback on the heat is plus 350. But looking at this game, I know that the Nuggets came out and they beat the hell out of the Lakers. They got the Lakers out of there quickly. Clearly, we all know that the Heat went seven games with Boston down to the wire. I feel like a lot of people might think that Miami is maybe a little more tired. Maybe, you know, the well-rested Nuggets should have their way in game one. But I'm going to think of it this way. I feel like Denver almost might be rusty because you hear that when teams are almost off too long where it's like, yeah, we had to play a game or we had to play a half to get back to feeling like uh, like us again to get right. I almost feel like the long layoff for the Nuggets could throw a little bit of wrench into their uh, just their first game. But I remember something that you said in past podcasts. You're like, well, I really like Denver teams, especially in the second half. What are you thinking about potentially playing the Heat, who are ready to go? They just got done playing. They're in the swing of things versus a team that, you know, has been sitting out for a week plus. I like the Heat maybe in the first quarter, maybe in the first half, and then kind of come on the other end of things and take, like, the Nuggets in the second half or something like that. Yeah, well, second half bets, we'll have to wait and see, but I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, you know, Miami's a confident, borderline cocky team, and, I mean, they – they booked that flight to Denver before they beat Boston. So, you know, you don't want to bet against momentum in any sport and confidence. So I'm, I'm with you. There's no way I could take Denver uh, until we see what's going to happen early. You know, well, then we look at some other in-game bets or, or, or second or third game, but I'm with you. I, I, I think that's good logic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find some lines here. It's not exactly the easiest. Uh, here we go. Uh, Denver's Denver's minus nine. I think the total's 219. Let's see. First quarter spread. You could get the heat in the first quarter plus three and a half. Or if you I, just I would do I would do that. Yeah, because I'm thinking if they come out right away, it's probably the first half because it may I don't know. Maybe it takes them twelve minutes for the nuggets to get it all figured out. I don't know. Would you rather play the first quarter if you're gonna do that or the first half? Probably the first quarter. First I quarter. mean you know, you're you're you know, it's the same theory, only you're taking two quarters to get it. And, you know, if Miami comes out and wins that bet, you know, you're right. Maybe Denver wakes up. Maybe they get a little break between the quarters and commercials are longer in the finals. And, you know, Miami's, they got to be tired. They're going to be more tired than Denver, you know, A, for just game rest and B, for the for the altitude type thing. So, yeah, I, I think I would be much more comfortable with a plus three and a half in the first quarter. So I think that if I had to bet the game, I think I would go with Heat first quarter plus the three and a half points. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get behind that. Now, Dave, you wanted to talk about some football stuff, and obviously, when we start talking about football, it's it's all futures here. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of win totals, and you know, I'm I'm a little pissed. My Patriots have the hardest strength of schedule this season, 
Um, but um, let me let me just throw something at you real quick. Um, there's a big thing. It's called rest disparity. You know, teams that will play Thursday and then don't play till the following Sunday, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I know we don't have time to go into the whole thing, maybe next week. But um, this year, um, the Jets, the Bears, and, and Washington have 12 extra days of rest than their opponents, which is the most in the league. And the 49ers have 20 fewer days of rest, which is the fewest in the league. And, okay, well, why does that matter? Well, if you look at back at last season, um, the three teams that had net rest edges of negative 10 days of rest were Green Bay, your Packers, New England, my Patriots, and the Texans. And, and all three of them fell below their expected win total. So you can just flip the coin on that. Uh, and the two teams last year with the best net rest edges were Buffalo and Detroit by a lot. Uh, they went over their win totals. And, you know, Buffalo hit the over despite one fewer game because of the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. And the Lions were obviously a big-time success story. So, you know, rest edges matter. Uh, and they'll matter for weekly lines. And I don't know that we have time to get into it this week. Um, but if you guys like that kind of stuff, hit us up and we'll – Try to get into it more next week. Yeah, I, I've I've heard some people talking about uh, win totals and kind of some of the rest. And I don't know about you, but I've only really looked into the Packers because that's the team I root for. That's the team that uh, you know I'm mostly covering during the NFL season. And their first six weeks look like it's set up pretty well for them to succeed if Jordan Love is good. If you know, the defense can play as well as it did in the second half of the season, not the first half. And I wonder, looking at that total at seven and a half, that's the lowest it's been in pretty much my entire lifetime. And yeah. uh, you, you look at that, and if they do play well in those six games that are kind of set up for them, I feel like maybe that could snowball into a few more wins. And then that, that seven and a half doesn't look very long at all. Yeah, and, and one thing I look at if we have time here is the in-season win totals because they will change and you can get them right up till probably November. And, and I'm looking at one, like by far the toughest schedule the first six weeks is the New York Jets. I mean, they faced four teams that are projected to win more than nine games, so they may not get off to a good start. But with Aaron Rodgers, they're all kind of hyped to get off to a good start. So maybe you wait and take their season win total after like six weeks once everybody gets cohesive and they get all that hard games in the, in the rearview mirror. So that's just one way to look at it. Um, but I wanted to throw you sort of, that's your, that's your Aaron Rodgers. That's what he's going into uh, the first six weeks of the season. Hey, he looks like he's loving it in New York. It looks like it's almost like a sigh of relief from the Packers front office and a sigh of relief from Aaron Rodgers. Just uh, I think it was uh, kind of the same thing with old Mike McCarthy. It was a, it was a great run, but at the same time, uh, it was time from both sides. Yeah. 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 Oh, I get it. I mean, I went through the same thing with Brady in New England. So, Hey, you did know, you I, see what Brady I, said I, today? I did not. He certainly will never play again. Yeah. Okay. So I fully anticipate I mean, him in a helmet this, uh, this fall. No, I think he'll just blow <laughs> off playing and buy part of the Raiders. Well, didn't he say he he retired like he retired? What was that? Two years ago, and then all of a sudden came back and played like in a month, and it was like, oh, he was retired for like a month. Yeah, well, you know, good luck for him. I hope he does. 
by part of the Raiders because I don't like them either. It'll just give me a bigger reason to root against the silver and black. Sorry for you guys out there in, in Vegas or, or hangovers from Oakland. Yeah, shout out to some of our uh, listeners. We've had a, a number in Vegas, New York, New York. I know there's some out in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area that's been popping up as of late. So, yeah, shout out to everyone. Make sure to to go subscribe, uh, rate us, maybe even leave us a review and continue to uh, – kind of share the podcast. Uh, Hopefully we continue to bring some really good content and provide you guys with some winners. Yeah. I mean, I feel good about this one. I feel good about all of them. It's like every bet I make, I think I'm going to win until I don't. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get some more people money because I have had a lot of people asking when the next one was coming out because we missed Monday, but here we are Thursday. Dave, I think there was only one podcast we've done in about two months where I go, oof. I hope people didn't download this one. We yeah, exactly, you know, <laughs> we were you, off. You put yourself out there. That's going to happen. But again, our official picks for today, Dave is going to go with the Boston Red Sox in the first five innings and the Cincinnati Reds under the total. Uh, that is for Thursday today. He's also going to go with the Cleveland Guardians money line today. And I'm going to go with the New York Mets team total over on Friday until then. Download the podcast, like I said, rate it, subscribe, share it, and uh, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com, in the Zone app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe.